Before we get into the episode, I want to mention another sponsor for this episode. In-game content is a great podcast. I was told specifically to say that it's a show about four idiots that talk about things they think and know about. Am I being punked? This sounds like us. Oh, wait, no, no, no. There there are more notes here. In-game content alternates between their weekly topical conversation, followed by an episode of their D&D campaign the next week, with episodes releasing on Saturdays. Topical conversation revolves around video games and TTRPGs like Warhammer, Magic the Gathering, and even one of my old favorites, Yu-Gi-Oh! Their D&D campaign is a sea-based campaign that features a ragtag group of people that work under a captain and will be given his ship to do whatever they want once he retires. They recommend starting with good old episode 1 titled Dungeons and Doofuses, One Piece the Campaign. You can find links to their recommended episode, as well as their Twitch link, in our show notes. And you can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Go check out in-game content today. And now, on to the show. Last time on Lawful Stupid. William, Miss B, Sirtek all stand around this body of Lucian. I think I need to disclose my eyes for a second. Um, we're both going to be here when I open them, right? Of course. Lucian, you're too young to die. Don't worry. We'll figure something out. It takes you three days by train to get to Prim. And uh, I think you get him promptly to a uh, medical area nearby in the town, heading straight there. And what I'd like to do is swap over for a moment to what's going on inside of Lucian. Lucian, wake up. Hi, Nova. Why do you keep on serving me? I'm afraid of what happens if I don't. And as you say, what happens if I don't, a drow elf is sitting kind of coolly leaning against the wall and he says, what if you weren't a servant of Nova at all? You have a couple choices ahead of you. One, you can sit in this dream state for a little while until whatever life you have vanishes. Or you can go back to the living. Lucian, to find me, you had to die. There is no darker place in the world than in death. Miss B begins to hear that familiar, all too familiar melody and tune in her head. But William, you do not hear this same tune. Tune. But Miss B, as you look to your right, what was prior a, a sheer cliff drop to anyone's demise begins to wave and coalesce into matter trees, a dense forest that forms in front of you. <clears throat> um, she'll look to William and I guess I don't remember who was driving, but we're going to have to slow down. Alright, I guess William's driving. Um, uh, <laughs> slow down who for what? Slow down for what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive. I'll drive. It's fine. <laughs> um. Oh uh, well, we're basically here. It's well, right over here. But uh, I don't imagine you can see it. William looks at the 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 cliff face and says, "So it is made up." 
You could have just told me we were making a suicide pact, Miss B. <laughs> I would have been so down. Well, if we were doing that, I would have uh, added poison to the mix, not really drop over the edge of a cliff. Sure. Uh, no, this one, this is more of a trust me moment. Great, I trust you. William gets up and moves over and sits down. You can drive. I can't see anything. Seems like a bad idea. Like, I don't want to go into Angel's Angel's Grove um, and and then hit, like, a Power Ranger. That's gonna be a bad look <laughs> for our start. Um, but no, really, you should drive. I don't think it's good for me to drive. It's more of a walking from this point on. I don't oh. quite trust this horse. Gross. Alright. William gets down. Uh, she'll get down too, and then look at William, look at Lucian's body. <laughs> William, look at her, and look at Lucian's body. <laughs> Something on your mind, Miss B. Oh, we're gonna have to carry him. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Could you help? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll carry him. I just, I thought you might ask. It's fine. Uh, and then he scoops him up uh, like he's going to carry him over a wedding threshold and then gets ready to go. Uh, at this point, I think Miss B would put her hand on um, uh, William's back and like on Lucian's shoulder and mm-hmm. I guess guide them over so we can walk through the thing. Who? Okay, I have a question. <laughs> Imagine this. You are standing behind William and kind of pushing him forward. Is that is that what I'm seeing here? Mm-mm, more like hand behind, Leading? like to a set, yeah. but like behind his back to lead him and one hand on Lucian's shoulder. Okay. You're sure this isn't a weird suicide pact, right? Because once I put my foot over there, there's no balance happening. Trust me, we'll be fine. Okay, great. William uh, puts his foot over the edge of the cliff. As you step off into what is nothingness. Is this how you end the podcast? You just walk us <laughs> off a cliff. You're all <laughs> fucking done. See, see for our next episode. Hey, y'all said y'all wanted to see some death in a podcast. Yeah, we're making it happen. Careful Devin what you and I wish worked for. real hard on it. <laughs> and the world is thrown into ruin. And the bad guys win. Uh, your foot collides with something that you can't see. Yet. Ow. Um, as you as you feel the surface and gain a little confidence, perhaps take another step. Sure. I continue to walk uh, on thin air. I knew I was great. And again, Miss B, you, you see all of this. You, you see everything laid out in front of you, uh, this forest. William. Mm-hmm. You begin to see as you take steps, mm-hmm. you can see the earth form kind of where, where it should be you're beginning to see that mm-hmm. uh, like almost if you're like playing a game and the map sort of shows up as you take steps you're seeing these things as you touch it small areas begin to appear weird uh, it's more for the safety of the village rather than uh, to be found what am I seeing, Devin? Paint me a word picture of the... It's a, is this a forest? Is this a city? Be- 
you, you were walking what looks like on top of the above the ocean, hundreds of feet above the yeah, ocean. You see the waves crashing. Things are forming. What is forming in my vision? Anything you touch with nothing in vision yet. Oh. Um, as your feet touch the ground, if you were to look down where your feet are touching, you would see grass. Thank you. I'm walking on grass. Got it. Grass patches. Sunshine. You're walking on sunshine. <laughs> Weird. Don't it feel good? Wrong guy. Yeah, I keep walking. Uh, and I think the longer you're in this forest, I don't know how long like, you you probably have to you walk for probably thirty more minutes. And the more you're walking, suddenly things begin to appear in themselves without you having to touch them. And so you're beginning to see this this um, as Miss B weaves you left and right to avoid trees. Perhaps you reach out and touch some of them, and they begin to form. But this time they stick. Um, and eventually. After walking for so long, everything has come into vision, and you're able to see this for what it is. A large, green, beautiful, lively forest. Hear birds chirping. The wind is, is blowing through a little bit. Um, okay, so the place is real. Good. Yep, very real. Not not just a storybook tale. Uh, um, well, this is your house, so lead on. Uh, it should be noted to say, Miss B, um, this is your domain. Um, I'm gonna let you, you know, tag me in as needed, if that makes sense. I, I'm not sure um, how well I'm gonna go over here. If Like, what my brand is gonna do here. <laughs> I understand. Okay, good. And uh, in case you're not, guess, like, my scent, I don't know if they're going to enjoy it. Oh, I think you'll be fine. Okay, I've great. brought in... Well, Bring a lot of people to this place, huh? human, but uh, you should be fine. There's a... Um, careful probably with, be fine. Careful R- with Races fairies. don't matter, huh? Got it. Noted. <laughs> good. You're just an elf. Mm. <laughs> yeah, careful with fairies. Uh, don't let them take your name. Uh, careful with the sprites as well. Uh, they're really tricky. Um, uh, otherwise, you should should be fine. Just uh, don't make any deals you're not prepared for. So, like, fairies and sprites are like rats and raccoons. You don't trust them, huh? Oh, you can trust them. You just you got to play their game properly. Mm. I won't be doing that. I, I think I'll just, just be quiet. It'll be great. <laughs> First time for everything. And I think you guys are walking for probably another hour. And you see this you see a clearing opening up in front of you. Uh, and as you come to the edge of this clearing, uh, you're able to see Avon, the town probably another two miles away um, but it has grown it looks like a city now like you can still see hints of houses maybe from where it was a village at one time uh, and some of those houses are still standing maybe they have a few repairs from where they had broken down over the years but there are some large almost skyscraper-esque buildings that you can see and then you know it all too well stand in the very middle of this town where it has always been is this gigantic redwood tree. It looks like one in the middle of the town. 
and it stands far above anything else. It it it, it dwarfs any other building um, that you can see at this distance. Well, time has definitely gone past the. That's 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 a proper city. <laughs> you were expecting less. Um. Yes. Uh. Unless they built this within the past couple years. <laughs> When's the uh, last time you've been home? Well, according to our friend Riz, Berry Blue, whatever, uh, six hundred years now. It. We're going to talk another time about what a couple of years means to elves. But yeah, six hundred years. I think this city has grown. Mm-hmm. It's just. <laughs> When it first was around, it was... Well, the trees were a lot smaller and houses were more compact. Um, Is this where you lived? Yes, but... She'll point out, like, in the distance where they can kind of see, like... We didn't have buildings this tall or houses that stretched out this far... There's maybe even like a quarter of this. This, this <laughs> time, time looks like it has passed. And that does mean everyone I've known is probably gone too. <laughs> uh, and as you have that thought, you feel beneath you, the ground sort of begin to vibrate and shake. And you can't help but turn and look off to your right. And you see what looks like a giant maple tree running toward you, holding a massive spear. And as he William comes, unravels his chain. Um, While holding Lucian? Uh, Miss B, roll a history check for me. Oh, ooh, good point. It, yeah. William quickly kneels down, poop. Put solution on the ground, then unravels his chain. Ten. <laughs> um, what you know is that this is one of the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> William begins to move is- forward. She'll put her hands. I was like, "Whoa, wait, wait! What are what are you doing?" <laughs> I. What, what are you? Motion to giant tree with spear running at us. He's fine. He's fine. He he protects. He he protects. He's he's good. Oh, (laughs) could have just said that. Rolls up chain, picks up Lucian. Uh, And this this tree makes his way over uh, to you, and then you hear off to your left another sort of the ground begins vibrating as well, Uh, and there is another large tree. I'm gonna look for one. A sequoia. That is making its way to you as well. Also holding a gigantic spear. Um, roll another history check for me, please. You know, because I'm great at these. Lucian, I'm feeling really good about the fact that my ability is fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's a twelve. 
Uh, okay, with that, you know that the, the sequoia that's coming up, you are familiar um, with this one. His name is, dang it, Chard. Uh, and Chard? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. And you that. know Chard? So he's over 600 years old? Okay. You know Chard. You knew him when he was just a sapling. I'm just saying, you said you know his yeah. name no, is yeah. Chard. Yeah. Yeah. And you, she she looks over and like Do all the trees look the same? Like how do you recognize oh, a tree? Yeah. Can you, you can to you cut, explain give, to me how she recognizes the tree? Like what is the defining yeah. feature of Chard the Sequoia? Well, you have to cut them in half and look at the rings. That's how you, that's the only way to William unravels his chain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you can tell it. You can tell it's a tree by the way it is. And that's how. That's how. <laughs> okay. Wait, what, maybe, maybe he's got like a cute little like. Uh, it's in uh, t- ribbon in its there, tree branch. There, there's a heart um, that's been carved onto it. Like it's like a tattoo yeah. for trees, and it says, "Yeah, um, Beatrice and Chard." B F F E. Yeah, best friends. B-F-F-E. Forever. That's how old uh, I am, that you didn't know that one. <laughs> oh, I, I would put the number four, not F-F. B-F-F-E. <laughs> Best friends for... I mean, no, it's one word, but it, when I was a kid, that's what we did. Tree tats. Mm. You have tree tats. Chard, chard, and he says, um... Hello, Beatrice... And he, and he goes down to one tree knee and sort of, like, bows to you almost. So they're bipedal? These trees are. Okay. I'm just asking. Tr- I'm trying to get tr- a mental picture. Tr- tr- tree yeah. ants, right? That's what it is, right? Tree ants, right? Well, I'm just I'm just thinking, like, Lord of the Rings. They're not really yes. bipedal. It's like, well, Lord of the Rings, they've got big roots that function as feet. I, th- I thought to maybe do, like, a weird... Where like the roots were like octopus things that moved, and I was like, "This is too creepy." So we're doing okay. Bipedal. So they're bipedal. Cool. Yeah. I just for my mm-hmm. my my head brain. I like it. I like it. Not creepy. She'll look at it. Chard, you've 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 grown a lot. <laughs> and he he look kind of gets close to you, and he says, "So have you?" You can't say that to a lady. <laughs> And he and he does like an up and down thing with with the other tree tree hand to show like up and down. No, no, she'll look at like the best friends forever mark and like see where her height was marked in last. But, like I was like barely like any taller than I am now. It's like eh, just just a little bit. Um, and the <sighs> the maple tree kind of reaches out with his uh, his spear and kind of whacks the back of Chard and says. Stand up, and 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 Char does, and this this other one who looks a little more in charge says, "What brings you back, my lady?" Um, motions to Lucian. I need help for my friend, and I wanted to see the elders. Mm. Indeed, and they will want to see you too. Can I roll uh, an inside check? Inside yeah. check. I want to know how truthful this motherfucker is being. Okay. Or, or I want to determine if his intent is evil. Okay. So you're okay. 
It's evil. I'm looking for ill intent. Yes. And my role is a natural 20, which is a 26. Um, you sense no ill will toward Beatrice or her companions at all. Excellent. Um... What question I ask? Oh, you said they went. They went to see the elders. <laughs> you freaking Ziva threw me off, man. <clears throat> no, I need to see the elders. They can fix my friends. <laughs> and so he, I don't know how trees. We're gonna get over this. My shock of like, suddenly it's like I built these characters on the fly or something. With his hand, he puts his hand in his mouth and he does like a whistle. Um, and then you see like two fairies fly out of his 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 leaves areas and they zoom I don't away. Trust them. Towards he shoots him down, <laughs> uh, and they zoom away toward what is uh, Angel's Cove, and uh, he says, "We'll escort you." And so they begin to to walk on each side of you. And actually, um, Chard will say to you, uh, William, "I can hold your friend if you like." Uh, William looks back uh, respectfully and shakes his head. Understood. One thing we love at Lawful Stupid, among the other things we love at Lawful Stupid, is spreading the word about your business. Or maybe you want to tell your sweet, sweet grandma that you love her for the world to hear. We want to give you that chance. If you're a business and want to get your services on the air, or just want to tell a loved one a personal message, head on over to lawfulstupid.org or slash message in a bottle. There you can take around 250 words to say what you want. Business ads are $20. Personal ads are 10 Tell the world what you have to hear with Lawful Stupid's message in a bottle. And so they begin to walk you toward this town. Now, what I'll tell you is, Miss B, you are familiar with this first part of town that you're coming into. This this is the old village. This is the original um, that you lived in. So as you begin to walk in, the houses are smaller. Uh, the paths are dirt paths. Um, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, not a whole lot has changed in terms of uh, some of the smaller gardens that people had in their own backyards for things. Um, there are absolutely new tenants, but not much has changed. So I don't know if there's somewhere specific you'd like to go um, here. I think feeling like everything has changed by quite a lot, even seeing Chard being as tall as he is for a tree and what, another 600 years on him? Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll be like, I weirdly don't want to visit anywhere anyone I know is probably not there um uh, yeah my grandkids were over in this part of the neighborhood there (laughs) no she'll she'll go like straight to where they will take her for wherever center of the village is now I don't know if it's new I don't know if it's old okay uh, I, I, I Wait, think. Hold on. 
I have to know, and I, or I have to say, I don't care what you make me roll. I'm looking for a fucking brewery or tavern or bar as we walk through here. I don't want to stop there. I just want to fucking clock it for later. It's important okay. to me that I'm looking the whole time. <laughs> so I have a, this huge town that uh, Avon had built. This, so I will be going through this. I'm going to give just a fake name to it. Um, Great. Hey, Avon, you as Miss B, what was your favorite place to go? Did it, was there a place that uh, patrons frequented? Uh, favorite place? Oh, wait, I have it right uh, here. The Broken oh. Gargoyle Flagon. That's the place that, <laughs> that Avon has built, and I have prices for all the drinks. So, thank you, Avon. Oh, it was a nice generator that uh, Ginge built out for me and Neko. It was great. Just show it. Freaking Ginge <laughs> does everything for us. We don't actually I'm do anything just, for us. Yeah. I'm sending a Discord message right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Don't I, worry. Oh, never mind. Yeah, just send me the generator. That sounds fucking sweet as hell. To yeah. you, I wrote an entire new system of combat <laughs> because, you, because you asked me to so I did it uh, for, for the, for the uh, audience that is not watching uh, Shane has been silent and his picture has been off the entire time until this very moment <laughs> I'm around uh, but the broken gargoyle flag I, I know it's anytime I get dropped Lucian will remember this. Uh, and, and then so what it looks like on the outside is uh, this statue. And it looks like someone, it, it was two gargoyles, but they're both broken up top and the heads are turned the wrong way and crudely like put back on. But that's what that's the uh, that's the flavor of that. I feel like if Miss B saw William like eye it and she'll eye it, she'll be like when I was a kid. My brother and I broke them off and turned them the other way. I'm glad they still kept it. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <laughs> How dubious. I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I wouldn't admit that in front of gods. This is Chart. <laughs> I'm older than him by quite a long time now. What are you going to do? She looks at both of them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just taking you to your siblings. Huh? She's kind of the boss here. It scratches his tree limbs. Some places. William looks at Miss B. Did he just yes. say you're the boss no Miss B if you're the head of a very exclusive and racist mafia you could have told me I would have understood I'm not the head my parents were the village elders at the time I see you're not the head of the exclusive elf racist mafia got it alright <clears throat> um, as you as you keep walking toward um, and see what you know is going to be the elders stand. There is in the middle of town uh, something a little there where there used to be this large fountain. You remember running around as a little girl, uh, playing in sometimes with friends, um, maybe even carrying water over for 
um, you, you're super charred and some of your buddies like to give them on occasion. It's changed here. Um, what you see now is facing you is a large statue, I'd say about 12 feet tall, of who you know to be Neo. And he's smiling uh, in your direction. He, he is, the statue is facing your direction. And he has his, um, if you're looking at him, it's still going to be his left arm is up, as if it, and his, his palm is open. Um, mm-hmm. And there is another character whose back is to you, whose palm is touching his from that side, um, but you can't see who the other figure is. I think she'll she'll stop and look at the statue because for one thing this is shocking because that wasn't there when I was here and like just cover her mouth with her hand and be like why is Neo on a statue (laughs) why isn't he my lady you the founders you built this. Well, besides your parents. But you made it what it is today. I think she'll quickly go around to the other side of the fountain, because now I have to see what the other figure is. And It's not even a fountain anymore, it's a statue. You're looking at yourself. It's Beatrice Haven. And she is the one holding the hand of Neo... And now it's facing the other direction. Uh, so if he's if he's north, you're facing south. But hands are touching. And th- there's an inscription uh, on on your side that mm-hmm. says, uh, "Where time doesn't go, love does." This, she'll like touch both sides of her head. Like I don't remember. <laughs> at, at this time, people are beginning to. I mean, it's a pretty busy little town area now, right? This is kind of for historical purposes, as much as it is that people live here. And they look at you, and they look up at the statue, and they look back to you. And and then eyes and there there are murmurs, people in the crowd who are talking, and, and there's a crowd that's beginning to gather. And you hear, um, and you don't know his name yet, but you hear the probably the boss tree and say, "We should go inside." Yes, definitely. <laughs> I she looks really overwhelmed right now. Uh, William, with his mind ability, is going to chat with Miss B. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, <clears throat> you okay? I don't have any answers. I I need I need not here. Got it. So no, cool. And then he he motions that tree with his head, like, where do I go? And and not too far behind you is is the large building that you would know as the elders' building, anyways, because your home was a little way off, and you used to make trips into town. Um, but you know mm-hmm. this to be the elders' building. 
uh, and there are some big wooden double doors. You walk up the stairs and are able to go in. You don't open your own doors, of course. Um, you've got your tree bros who gladly open up each one of those for William, um, who is... Man, I would have attempted to open my own door. Nah, they <laughs> shuffle they ahead of you in it. a hurry. To, no, 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 we got it. He actually, from a distance, pokes it open with a spear. Suppose you're too spear. close. He can't, <laughs> I unravel my He can't run there in time, so he just... <laughs> um, and the doors open up, and it is, it is brightly lit in here. Um... And there are two chairs that sit to the back, 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 back of this area. And it's a pretty lavish building, I'd say. There's a carpet, purple carpet, that leads from the entrance you're in all the way up. There are these large columns on each side. Uh, statues and pictures um, from, from the history, the line, the family of, of that well, Miss Haven. I don't know. Your, what, was your, what was your name before you were married? I feel like elves didn't really have family names that they took on. They kind of just was, knew it whose was family was what. I dig so it. she was Miss Bespicy. Miss, Bis- Miss Beatrice Spicy is now Miss Beatrice Haven. <laughs> uh, but you see all these different pictures and, and you are in some of them. You you see uh, your mother and father holding you in one of them as, as a small child. Uh, and it continues to go down as you're older with your brothers and sisters. And then a lot of a lot of paintings that you don't see as you walk up this. It's And it's apparently siblings and cousins and extended cousins and Adopted children and so on and so forth. And sitting in the very back. So William is basically getting the family photo album, and I haven't even introduced him to the parents yet. This is the worst. Hey, I don't make the rules, man. No, this is great. <laughs> this is great. I, I'm carrying a body this whole time, and because you're royalty, nobody said a fucking word. I'm. This is choice. <laughs> Um, and, and a servant, like, kind of, as you're walking up, a servant stops you, um, and he says, uh, he's wearing, like, a nice suit. Purple suit. How can I help you? I need to see the elders, please. And he looks back, and they, they're talking amongst each other around a table. They're drinking something. Um, they've perhaps seen you guys come in, but they're not. I mean, people come in for, for screenings all the time. Or what is it called? They come in for, I want an audience. They see audience, have audience all the time. They get their uh, mm-hmm. their their uh, Mitochondrion thing here. Yes, and but, well, they don't. They mm-hmm. just they're, they're they don't really, Yeah, they don't, they don't pay attention uh, attention too much to you at first, and, and so you say you're there to see him, and he says, um, "And what is your name?" Beatrice Haven. <laughs> The silence is suddenly deafening, where there's maybe some light murmuring. Everything drops, and the two elders at the back stand and turn and look at you, and you just see smiles. And the, your brother says, and he's always kind of the, the more, uh, I'm just at a loss for descriptors today. He, flamboyant. There we go. And he says, well, sister, it's about time. About time you look like you've gained a few years, Lafayette. Um, and you look definitely better than we do, but we're the same age, give or take a few decades. 
<laughs> um. And you're so for those of you who don't know, uh, the brother uh, Lafayette. And remind, I'm going to the picture. He he is the sun elf, correct? Yes, the sun elf. And then so that your sister, who is a moon elf, will just run right up to you and grab you and hug you. And she says, it's been too long. And she kind of pushes you back to look at you and says, where have you been? I think she's just really overwhelmed right now. (laughs) It's... Uh, I've been working and I guess apparently sleeping. She looks to William. (laughs) That's what's happened to us? I don't no. <laughs> and they do look at William. Who's got this body? I need help. Anything, anything, sister. My friend, uh, Lucian, he's dead. I, I know the elders, they, they had magic that could help with this because of the war and all the stuff. And sometimes we would bring back people. And so uh, Lafayette walks over to, and he gestures to William to uh, take Lucian. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what's your plan? I just would like to assess him, please. William gently hands him over. And he, he grabs him almost effortlessly and says... Thank you. And he says, Sister? Talking to, uh, gosh, I'm going to have to get these names, Marguerite. And Marguerite uh, mm-hmm. sort of waves a hand in an area, and like these vines come up and form almost uh, like a bed. Um, and Lafayette lays him, uh, Lucian down onto this vine bed and kind of puts a hand kind of over his entire body. And he's eyes closed, intent, almost even like a hum. And then he looks back to you and he goes, You're right. He's dead. Mm. Yeah. And that's where we'll jump over to Lucian. I was here the whole time. Shoot, I was hoping you'd be gone. (laughs) Lucian. Yes, sir. You are on a ship at sea. And as you gain focus of your surroundings, some things become immediately apparent to you somewhere off to your right uh, as you stand at the helm of of this ship the rain is pounding down and the only light available is from frequent flashes of lightning that are happening and there's a storm raging all around you waves pounding the ship licking over the side you hear the screams of people in several different directions and you taste the salt of the sea in your lips it burns your eyes as you wipe it away to to gain a clearer picture of what's going on and there are people who are fighting to get on what appears to be uh, a, a life raft. Suddenly, the, the boat lurches upward as the bow of the ship begins to rise and the stern begins to sink. And gravity begins pulling everything into a now-forming whirlpool at the bottom. A powerful suction that the ship is creating. And you are able to scurry, for whatever reason, onto and get a spot on this life raft with these other people. Uh, and as you were able to get away from that, that pool, you're able to watch the ship sink, presumably taking lots of other people 
um, with it. All at the same time, the waves begin to cease in their anger, and the storm clouds roll back and present a, a beautiful and starry night sky. A literal calm in the storm. But then, there's another problem. There are ten people on this life raft. Uh, and the captain says, as water begins to come up on the sides, uh, and you know this character to be the captain of the ship, he says, um, I hate to say it, but this raft is only made for six people. Anymore, and we're all going down. And then suddenly, these there are several individuals, and I'll describe them to you in a moment. They all seem to turn and look at you at the same time. And a figure you know as Kinos um, suddenly walks into your frame on the water, and he's kind of just walking around the lifeboat. Uh, and then he walks behind you, and he taps you on the shoulder, and he says, your first test, you must decide who goes and who stays. But you must choose quickly. You get one question of each individual before you get to choose. Who will pay the cost for your resurrection? And who will you bring home to me in the darkness? Uh, and we'll kind of do a right to left around you. Yeah, give me a, give yep. me just one moment. I'll only get some oh, right yeah, go left. Ahead. Go ahead. The the first person to your right um, is a woman you had a conversation with on the boat at some point. And these are kind of just flashing memories, things you would just glean about them. And she talked about being um, being with child and being excited to make it to her husband. Um, the next individual is uh, a younger man who you know to be a, a lifeguard, um, some sort of medic on the, on the ship. There is two young adults who were recently married and on their honeymoon, heading toward their honeymoon. There is an older lady who has 15 grandchildren that she's heading back to visit. Uh, there is a woman in charge of an orphanage. Uh, there are two... Oh, go ahead. One second. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of spouting off. I forgot you're right there. There go, go is uh, two... Oh, there are twi- they're twins, so two of them that um, are 13 years old. There is a doctor. He was on the medical staff, like the lead doctor on the ship. Uh, you... And Do- what about the doc? Talk to me more about the doctor. So he he was like the lead uh, medical um, staff on the ship. Foxman age? Uh, 45. Thank you. And then there's the captain of the ship and then back to you. I think that makes 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And the six, captain, seven, what, what's eight, he look like? Uh, 10. Uh, the captain has on like, a, a, like one of those water caps. He's very grizzled, um, wearing a raincoat and everything as well. Everybody's looking at me, huh? Everyone's looking at you. Time is kind of frozen as I was tapped on the shoulder. Uh, yeah, it's, by it's slowed. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to get your questions, and then you have to make your choice. Captain. Aye. One question. Uh, where is the nearest 
safety. Captain, your expertise here at sea? Where's the nearest friendly ship? Nearest harbor? Where's the nearest safety? A small island, 50 miles as the crow flies, south. I will. Sorry, I might be going a little off book. I know. Could you imagine? No, I couldn't. I, I did not have this anticipated in my notes. And I don't see anywhere in here where Shane does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Lucian's going to hop off the boat. Okay. And he's going to get to the rear of it, or orient himself north. <laughs> and begin to push and pedal with his legs, heading south and go, I, I, the three people who feel strongest right now, you're with me, and we'll take turns, and we'll just get to safety. Um, and Kinos, as you, you're, I imagine you're in the water. I'm in the water. With, put, with my, like, like, I need three more. I need three, because you get, we got to get four people off, or the boat sinks, so we'll just take turns pushing. That's my plan. And they're all, they all stand there and look at you, and Kinos goes, uh-uh-uh. That's not how the game's played. You've got to choose four. And as you push and push, it's like the time is slowed, so you're like in in mush, but he's kind of just standing on the water and knelt down like right next to your head like... Gotta get up. I can't, I you, can't get, save, I, you can't save everyone. Hmm. No. You can't, you can't save everyone. I, I Exactly, and I accept that. It's it's a balancing act, Lucian. Someone has to go so that others can live. Who's it going to be? Why do I get to pick? Why me? Because you're here. I need, I need to know what it's going to be to get you back. What are you willing to do? What What is... What keeps you going? Are you going to be able to make these choices when we get back in the world? And I think you are. But I need to see what you do now. I know you've got it in you, and you can't just give up. You can't. I mean... We all have a call. You have to fulfill yours. If the only thing that's waiting for me back in the world of living is more games put in front of me by the gods, I'll stay on this side. still got to pick I don't <laughs> so you would be willing to let all of our friends die I'm not so letting anything happen Kinos you put these people here I didn't you're the one playing games and if you decide the rules are everybody loses then everybody loses I'm just not going to play anymore hmm. he stands up he kind of does that thing where he's looking into the sky at the stars, kind of pondering, tapping his chin. What if I told you the orphanage lady often starves the children where she works and hoards the food for herself? What if I told you the doctor um, 
often kills the people he is he is the doctor for older people so he can get their insurance money uh, what if I told you the adults two young adults who say they're married are actually um, here with people who are not their spouses what if I told you the woman who thinks she's pregnant isn't she just wanted a better spot on the boat what if I told you the captain is probably the most noble man out there what if I told you the, the twins um they don't have any parents. They don't have anyone. They need to get where they're going. Does this change anything for you? What if I told you that I love every single one of them anyway? Hmm. But why? Why do you, why do you love the doctor who's killing? Why do you why do you love the orphanage worker who is abusing children? Kino, I'm starting to. Think- I know why. I need to know why you feel that way. You're the guy who brings the light to the people when it's darkest. Yes. So you know better than anybody that just because somebody is in a dark place, that's when they need our light, our love the most. Not somebody who's up on high, not somebody who's got it all figured out. It's the people in the darkest darkest places that need light the most you taught me that he he reaches down and picks you up by the collar and sets you back in the boat and he's and then he cla- he says then you all live and he claps his hands and the stars begin to swirl and swirl down into you and, and then suddenly those people are gone they become the stars that are swirling around you and we black out again. And that's rolling the episode. We gotta make that old theme back for one time. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this uh, episode. Stand by. Stand by. 32 of Lawful Stupid. Appreciate you being here. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if hey, you want to support the show, <laughs> no, well, I to, hey, if you want to support the show, you can go to store.lawfulstupid.org and lots of good merch to choose from. Uh, big fan of the baseball tees myself. Uh, I mean, they just are so comfortable. So comfortable. Very soft. Yeah, I recommend those. Uh, workout shirts, sleepy time shirts, uh, sexy time shirts. Whoa. I mean, they do everything. So, lawfulstupid.org. <laughs> Store.lobstupid.org. Yeah, both. Hey, Mr. Dwayne, do you guarantee sexy time in those shirts? Nope, just say well that for you can't have shoot. sexy time in this anyway. Yeah. Also, um, we also have the Lawful Stupid Discord, where you can go to discord.lawfulstupid.org, where we do have a fun chat to talk about the sexy time. Mm-hmm. Stuff. It's the not suitable for work channel. You won't see me there, but we have Reed. a few uh, lawful stupid guys in there that will chat. I just want to throw this up. Apparently, no, if, if you guys love C one and you miss there, Alex, there is a riveting conversation that is going on there. Apparently, oh dude, he's in between there. Uh, Shane mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the there's pictures the dead now alive youth. again. Alex from C one. So there you go, Rowan. The, if you know. Mm-hmm. So if that's Rowan. not enticement enough, I don't know what T. Legato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, it's important that uh, after you see the horrible things in the Not Suitable for Work channel that you get therapy. 
and uh, you know who's great at using tabletop role-playing games as an immersive form of therapy? The Bodhana Group. Uh, what a transition. Thanks, man. I do this professionally. Uh, <laughs> and Well, I don't have any other job. <laughs> uh, let me get my dice up because, you know, a professional would have already had them available. But yeah, I- well, while you're saying that, I, so I was off on my date, so anyone who's listening to this... Um, we actually did the last week of August is also Bahana Group, and so this will be the third, the second week of September. Amber's going to carry it all the way through. So my bad, they get more monies. More money, yeah, uh, specifically ten more money. Specific today, okay. ten more money. Good, that's yeah. right in the middle. <laughs> Can't really complain about ten or. That's all I have to say. Hey, uh, yeah, when you roll for humanity, you're going to tweet. And you should tag the person that you're donating to to raise awareness, and also use the hashtag Roll for Humanity so that I can see it and want to live another day. Pretty dark. It's, it'll it'll get less dark if we get more people using the hashtag. That seems like a Ponzi scheme. Uh, it's not. I have to it's get. Called a I have trip. to get two more. <laughs> so I have to get two more people to buy. This leather satchel you're selling, or you you're going to buy die. anything. You just have to donate to a charity that you care about. At the end of your table, be a hero in real life. Roll the die. Donate the amount that you roll. You've you've appeared to have drawn what's that? A banana with a hole in it. What am I looking at? It's your dad's butt. That's my dad's butt <laughs> with a hole in oh, it. Cool. Uh, well, my dad's butt has a hole in it. Uh. Anyway, thanks so much. Stay on to <laughs> the good the good news story. I don't know what you guys are going to do with this, but have fun. What can the wise voices of J.R. Tolkien, Frodo Baggins, and Gandalf the Grey teach us about the present day? That's, I don't know why, it doesn't really like pose anything. It's that's just not really, that's not really a headline from, from like a news story. That's just a question that you find. Well, okay, well, Avon, you get to choose. I'll give you a second one. Restaurant makes special chocolate for blind customer with birthday message in Braille. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a pre okay. donation to Dots RPG what if in my it pocket. Wasn't chocolate, but it was instead peanut butter, and this lady was deathly allergic. <laughs> that was pretty dark. Okay. Hey, I've been, I'm trying to practice these you things. Pick it up. I like it. Can you just one more time read this so I understand it? Exactly. Yeah, this is really good. This is really yeah. good. So the restaurant makes a special chocolate for blind customer. With birthday message and braille, so what I'm it looks it's like, like it's they, birthday and on a chocolate. In I braille. see. Yes, I'm like it looks like on a, like a tortilla or something. Okay, it's a weird picture. That's with like chocolate sauce on a tortilla. That's <clears throat> that's not good. It's like that hardening chocolate. Mm. Oh, okay, like a magic shell. Oh yeah, yeah. I see. So yeah, all right. So they make this braille fucking chocolate nurse Hershey's hard shell candy cake. For this person to read in braille. Um, okay, yeah, but the fucking cake, the braille thing, is those um, the cake letters that you can buy that you have to peel off the plastic sticky. You know mm. what I'm talking about? If anybody's ever mm-hmm, grown yep. up poor. And so when you run mm. your yeah, hands across the braille, it just shatters. And so you have no <laughs> idea what oh. it actually says. That is a shame. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know why I have to spell this out for the sheeple, but I guess I will. Uh, it's pretty simple. See if you can follow along. <sighs> if okay. somebody out there wanted to leave a message for somebody mm-hmm. else, 
They wanted to be secret about it, and they wanted the person to read it, and then to go away forever. What would they do? Maybe disappearing ink? Hmm. Disappearing ink famously used by whom? Who needs to get these messages that disappear? Is it Johnny Law? Is it John Q. Taxpayer? Or is it a secret agent? You, you want to say Andrew? Uh, I think I'll answer for you. It's a secret agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you're, 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 you're a good sheeple, and you're following along perfectly. If you keep this up, you'll get Thank a you. salt lick sheeple. What a sheep like? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they like salt legs. They're basically deer, big fluffy deer. Anyway, sheep are big, big fluffy deer. Sheep are, are deer wearing costumes. Wake up, sheep. <laughs> so, let me ask you a question. If you were maybe a blind spy, maybe you were part of the <laughs> team of covert blind spies referred to as see no evil by the CIA, mm. uh, there are counterparts you can imagine. Uh, and as part of See No Evil, you're sent in to see the government's dirty work and you have absolute plausible deniability because you didn't see anything. Uh, so, the chocolate axe is disappearing because it melts under the warmth, of, the radio warmth of your fingers is the joke. Um, we took a trip to get there and I kind of felt dirty about doing it. Was that fucked up? Was that a fucked up You could up have just joke? said chocolate melts in mouth and in your hands. Well, the, the, I was going to do that, but the big thing is that I wanted to tie in the CIA and their see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil divisions that are like, that's part of my... Ex- you, it sounds like you're on a NaNoWriMo path here. Yeah, is this, is, this, is like, this is like my in-depth... Uh, well, this is actually just the backstory of my new Monster of the Week campaign that you're all invited to. <laughs> it's all it's ran by Dick Cheney, and he's part of... Uh, he's an actual warlock. Dick, real life mm. Dick Cheney is a warlock. Um, is the only other thing you need to know, and you're basically there. So join me for monsters and men. Chain <laughs> monster and monsters. men. Of monsters, monsters of men. Yeah. M and M's. M and M's. They melt in your mouth and not in your hand. M and M's. Full circle. Wake up, sheep. Sheep. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for listening, and as always, we love to say, we love you, we love you, we love you, bye, bye, I'm waving cause we're on camera, I'm overcompensating, I gotta stop.